Blog Talk Radio. Hi, today is Saturday, March 18th, 2017, and this is the Bunny Slippers of Evil Job Seekers Call-In Show, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and if it's 3 p.m. and you have on your bunny slippers, you are not looking for a job. Welcome, first time and returning listeners. In this show, we discuss strategies and tactics of job search, staying motivated, and dealing with career transition. For more tips, resources, daily motivations, and to listen to archive shows, go to the website, BunnySlippersAreEvil.com. There you also find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter handle, and our YouTube channel. If you are listening live on Facebook here, you can you can uh, hit me your questions right here, or you can call in. Well, just hit me on Facebook Live. If you got a question, just hit me up, and we'll try to answer it. Now, this week's topic is, are you trying to get fired? Now, Everybody will say, oh, no, I'm not trying to get fired unless, you know, there's that layoff or, you know, they're going to be doing a great severance package. But seriously, on a day-to-day basis, the question is, are you trying to get fired from your job? What do I mean, are you trying to get fired? Of course I'm not trying to get fired. I'm trying to keep my job, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's talk about, let's be real. A couple of weeks ago, no, it's about a week ago, true story, true story. Uh, Where I work, we have a lot of meetings uh, most companies do, and we got a lot of meetings where there's a lot of people in those calls, okay? And one person, we can you can share your desktop within a meeting. So this person was sharing their desktop. And no lie, they were sharing their desktop, a window in their desktop. They were talking about some exhibit they built, and they clo- hit the close button, and behind their the window they closed, they had Facebook up. Yeah. On the work computer, they had Facebook up. Now, it was only up for about three, four seconds maybe because they realized it. But this person was loading Facebook, was going to Facebook on the work computer. Now, maybe they were working from home, but you're still going through the servers. But on a work computer, this person was reading Facebook. Now, yeah, okay, we all probably do it. You know, you know me, I probably do it too. But... uh I'm not gonna load it up on my on my on my work computer. Uh, that's what they make cell phones for, okay? But this person had Facebook loaded up on the work computer. Why is that a big deal? Think about that. You're at work, okay? Twenty, thirty people on this call. You got you're you're looking at Facebook because you're working from home. Um, that's an issue. I'll talk about working from home later because in my where I work, we can work from home up to three days a week. Um, Thank God for it, but I go in every day because I'm just that guy. But when I ask, are you trying to get fired, there's two things that people do, two, two, two buckets I put it in where people will find themselves uh, trying to get fired. Um, we had a um, layoff a while back, uh, reorg, whatever you want to call it, and I know my personal feeling, my personal feeling, a few of the people that I know, my personal feeling, it's not my company, it's my personal feeling, they self-selected themselves for, for layoff. Not intentionally, but they did self-select themselves by what they were doing. Now, you'll see that people do things every day in the job. So let's talk about those two buckets. Uh, the two buckets are complacency and arrogance. Okay? Let's talk about arrogance. Why are people arrogant in their job? Well, maybe they're a salesperson and they get the President's Club, every year. They're just knocking the numbers out every year. You know, they're on a roll, you know. Um, they're getting promotions or they're getting a raise every year. 
They're getting kudos from the boss. They're getting kudos from the coworkers. They're getting all these nice accolades. And they, you know, just living a dream, right? Um, they get they get arrogant about it, you know. Um, I've seen cases of people who just knew they were the man or the woman and got laid off, and it was a shock. Um, so one thing, people get that, that job arrogance because they are the star. And like anything else, if you forget what made you that star, hello, Sister Hart, uh, if you forget what made you that star at the job, you stop doing it. It's like relationships. I always relate job search and jobs to relationships. How many people been in a relationship? And when the relationship first started, it was hot and heavy because usually the guy, he was like, you know, flowers, he was doing opening doors, he was blah, blah, he was just the man. He was doing everything perfect. He was a perfect gentleman, uh, put the seat up, third down, you know, he did everything, he just did everything. And then after a while in the relationship, uh, he stopped putting the seat down. He stopped buying your flowers. He stopped opening doors for you, okay? He maybe stopped cooking, even if he was doing the cooking. He stopped cleaning the kitchen. He stopped telling you you look nice. He set up, the problem is he set up a level of expectations up here. And then once he got you, I ain't got to do that no more. I ain't got to work that. If you talk to people who have been married, I know this is not a marriage podcast, but you talk to people who have been married for 30 years, you know, 40 years, you look, watch them. You watch them, and they're like newlyweds. Okay, I'm. They're like newlyweds. They're all over each other. You know, they never lose that spark. That's how people keep it. You know, in a relationship, that's how they keep their relationship going a long time because they never lose that spark. They never get so complacent in that relationship when they stop doing those little things. Same thing with job search. Right, well, not job search, job search, but with, with with being in a job. You stop doing them little things. You know, you get that arrogance because, you know, I, I hate to, I'm number two on the list. I'm the president's club guy. I'm, you know, I'm the top salesman in the Northeast. You know, I sold more widgets on a Tuesday than anybody else, you know. Um, when the boss has a fire drill, it always comes to me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and you get arrogant. And instead of you being humble and being thankful for your job, and let me tell you something, people out there, we're going to get to the complacency, but this arrogance, if you um, have never been laid off, and there's a lot of people who have it, but if you've never been out of work, you've never been downsides, you've never been right sides, you've never been surplus, you don't know what it's like. And you have, it, it, it's, it's reality. It's like if you've never had to ask for a date. I mean, how many, going back to relationships thing, how many supermodels, you know, or not only say supermodels, how many famous actresses would say, or, or, or acts, they are one person on their arm, they go from one person to the next to the next, but they never had to spend any time between people because as soon as one drops off, they got another one coming in, okay? If you've had jobs like that where you've had people come after you and take you from one company to the next, to the next, to the next, because you're balling like that, um, it's all good. And, and, and you never understand what it's like to be out there. You know, last week, it's kind of a rat hole, but last week I went to a job networking event just to volunteer. I do that from time to time. What's up, y'all? And it's, you want to be humbled? You really want to be humbled? Walk into a room at a church, an overflow room, 
and it's two to three hundred people, and I'm not exaggerating one bit. This is the Roswell United Methodist Church, Roswell, Georgia. Every other Monday they have a job networking, and I will go there and volunteer as a table facilitator. You walk into a room with 250, 300 people, and every one of them is looking for a job, and you think it's the, the economy is not going gangbusters for everybody. And, I mean, you know, some of the people are underemployed, but you got people, these are not people that look like homeless people. These are people coming in their three-piece suits. These are people, uh, hair done, makeup, everything, look good. These are people that you would think this is just a church meeting or Sunday morning in church, you see these people. But then it hits you that these people are all looking for a job. Everybody needs to experience that. Even if you are employed, you need to go find a job networking event in your area and just go. You ain't got to say nothing. Just go and sit in a room with, and, and just think about there before the grace of God go I, because there is nothing, believe me, as great as you are, as great as you think you are, there is, is this much, there's a pink piece of paper between you and those people. And people say, well, I don't care. i just give you another job somewhere else. Really? Good, you know, I mean, that's working out for you. But that's that, you know, it's unfortunate but if you've never experienced it, you can't understand what it's like unless you've had a, pers- a close family member experience job search or transition, as we call it, because it's a prettier word. Um, unless you, until you experience that firsthand, you know, up close, person coming home every day can't find a job. Parents, a lot of us are parents. Think about when our kids, you know, our kids are that age and they can't find a job. And then it's like, wow, that sucks. And then you see it, you know. But anyway, if you, you know, when I ask, are you trying to trying to lose your job, it's that, it's that arrogance because you've never been there. You've never been in that situation where you just can't find a job. You know, my, I mean, I was out of work for over a year. I got two degrees, okay, two of them, those, okay, finance and accounting. At 18 years, 20 years at that point in the insurance industry, I had the job I got laid off from. And I'm sorry I'm venting. I'm not venting. I'm just rambling on this because this is, this is this was on my heart right now. The job that I was laid off from, the job that I was laid off from, 13 months earlier, I was recruited to that company by a senior VP from a company I was working at. I mean, this person, we went, we met at a diner in Buckhead, Georgia, in Buckhead, in the Atlanta area of Georgia, of, uh, Atlanta, in Buckhead, in Atlanta. We met there, me and this senior executive and created the job description for the job that I was that he wanted me to fill. Okay? Thirteen months later, having gotten great reviews, my boss loved me, everybody loved me, quirk of a reorg. And I ended up out of work over a year off of that. So don't ever think and again, this is somebody six months into the job, this same person told me, you know, we'll always have a job at this company. I got laid off. So don't ever, don't, I never forget that is my point. I never forget how that felt. I never forget going through that experience, okay? I never forget that, okay? So, but my, back to my point, the people who are trying to lose their job, they get that arrogance because they've never been there. They've never been, you know, without shoes. So they can't understand why barefoot people are complaining, you know? They say, well, if you want to just, you know, get a job, well, no. No, it's not that easy. But anyway, so when people go through, you know, 
when you're in the job, you have that arrogance, uh, you know, because you've always been uh, an achiever, an overachiever. Um, I know somebody at another company was an overachiever, rising star. Um, the, the worst thing, and, 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 and here's the thing with people. Ladies, let me tell you something. Guys, too, if you're beautiful, you know you're beautiful, you're, you're an attractive person, people have told you you're attractive, oh, that's good. Don't let it go to your head because that's when you get ugly. Okay. Same thing with Josh. This is somebody who was a rising star, you know, all, you know, under 30, was a manager, was, was balling, you know, doing it all. And it went to, I'm sorry, it, in my opinion, it went to their head. They were very arrogant. When I worked with them, nice person, but they had an arrogant streak. And the way I heard the story, when they were let go, it was one of those things where they were told either apologize to your boss for basically telling them they're an idiot or you can leave. They chose to leave. Wow. Okay. First of all, you told your boss they're an idiot in not so many words. And second, a VP came down to tell you, look, either apologize to your boss for telling them they're an idiot or step out, and they left. Okay. I mean, yeah, you, you got cojones like that, knock yourself out. I'm, you know. I ain't that man, but um, that's that arrogance, okay, because they've never been out of work. Now, this person, I think they went off and they started their own business consulting firm or something. I don't know how they're doing. That's what you want to do. Why don't you just do that? You didn't have to call nobody an idiot on the way out the door because you burned that bridge. But anyway, and I, I apologize, I'm rambling, but that arrogance, we're talking about arrogance. Um, if you've never been surplus, you've never been laid off. Then you get that complacency. Now, complacency is the other reason people um, try to get fired. Um, remember I told you the story about this person that had Facebook up on their screen. They had a Facebook window up on their screen behind the work. They were talking about work and they closed it. Ooh, I, I was looking at Facebook. Okay. Um, complacent. You've been in a state, you've been in a job 10 years. I know people have been in a job for 10, 11, 12 years. Been doing the job for 11, 12 years. You know, happy, got their two weeks vacation every year, get their 2% raise every year. They know this job. They know this job. Inside, outside, left side, right side, they know this job. Management is like, cool, keep them in that job. You know, they, they're not aspiring for more. Keep them right there. And they keep doing that job. And, you know, year in, year out, they know their job, and they're happy, and they're cool with it. You know, that complacency, because unfortunately, you know, yeah, people, I just want to do this job. I'm telling you the reality of, of corporate America these days. You got to keep trying to rise, and or you got to keep trying to improve yourself. You got to keep trying. Why? Because there's always somebody coming behind you that'll do your job for cheap. There's always somebody that possibly could do it better. And then you got that little technology issue. Okay. A uh, real simple example is if you go to some, I think it's McDonald's, some fast food places now. Uh, you can go in there and they got robots serving the food. Okay. They got robots doing everything. All right, just serving you and, and, and whatever else. And they put people out of work. Um, think about your job that you're doing. Unless you are a um, mechanic or a nurse or lawyer, there's very few jobs that cannot be outsourced. And I mean outsourced not to some other firm across town. I'm talking outsourced to a company 10,000 miles away. Okay. There's very few jobs, especially in corporate America, there are very few jobs that cannot be outsourced. Okay. Um, so you got to keep improving your skills. You got to keep rising. You got to keep trying to learn. Remember how you were when you first started. We'll talk about 
the tips and things to to not try to lose your job. But for right now, you get don't get complacent in your job. Do not get complacent. I don't care how great you think you are at it. Don't get complacent because the world is always changing. It's like athletics. They used to tell us you're finishing practice. When you say, okay, I've done enough, somebody across the way, one of your competitors, they keep going. You know, you, you hear these stories about great athletes, you know, who uh, would go out in the wintertime, great basketball players who would shovel snow off the uh, outside court, off the foul line, and just go out and shoot foul shots every day. And people think they're crazy. You know, but those people are cheap. I remember a story when I used to work at Sears Auto Center in Hamden, Connecticut. There was this building next door that was a little building that little business came and went. Nobody succeeded there. But it was one point where these two guys were in there, and they were selling rugs. Two young guys. They were probably in their 20s. They were selling, uh, like, Persian rugs. I don't know how they got into that. But I, I never forget one day, these guys were waving. They were standing outside the store, and it was, it was a big, Dixwell Avenue, New Haven. Everybody knows. Um, they were out there on the side of the road. You know how you see now you see the uh, people flipping the signs and this and that. And these guys were doing this like 30 years ago. These two guys, and I don't know where they got, but they, they didn't have signs. They had their rugs, and they were just waving their rugs. And I don't ever, I never knew what happened to them. The place closed down a little while after that. But these two guys were doing that, and I remember thinking, yeah, no matter what those guys do, they're going to be successful at it. You know, they're going to find a way because that's what you do. You find a way to succeed. But they they were always trying to better themselves. That was the thing about that job. They were always trying to better themselves. Um, but anyway, so you get that complacency of people who've been in a job. And maybe you love your job. I'm not saying, you know, if you have a job and you love it, that's great. But don't close. Don't ever get that tunnel vision in your job. Don't ever get that idea that I'm just going to do this the rest of my life. Okay, don't ever get that because... When you get that tunnel vision, that's when you get blindsided. Okay, you get totally point blank blindsided because you've been focusing on, I just love this job and I'm just going to do it forever and it's the bomb and I'm just going to retire in 30 years doing this same thing. And then you find out technology came in and kicked your job out. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you were opening envelopes and putting the checks here and this and that, but, you know, we, we're doing it online now, so we don't so much kind of need you doing that anymore. What else do you know how to do? And you're sitting there with that, that look on your face. I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah, that's good, but what else you know how to do? I've been doing this for 15 years. Thank you, sir. Um, HR will be having a conversation with you. And then you like, blindsided. Like, what happened? I was, I was loyal to the company. Ain't no loyalty out here. Let me point blank. I love the place I work for. I know everybody around me loves it. Everybody up, down the corporate ladder, love it. Think about your job. You love your job, man. You love the people that work for Oh, yeah, I love this place. You fill out the survey. Oh, I love it. I work here. I just I can't wait to get back to work every day. Let that company miss payroll one time. Just one time, miss payroll. Any company, miss payroll one time, you will find out who loves work. Because I guarantee you most companies will be empty the day after. All the people that love, that love their jobs, Don't, don't get it twisted about that whole idea of, you know, loving your job. But but those, anyway, so those are the two things. There's arrogance and complacency. Make people do stuff on a daily basis. You know, I owe somebody who 
them meeting up so we can meet with these people and do this. And I am not lying. The person said, that ain't my job. I said, that is not my job to, to set up that meeting. That's not my job. I was like, okay. If you're not flexible, you're not valuable. Remember I said, if you're not flexible, you are not valuable. Period. Okay? You are not flexible. You are not valuable. They didn't want to they didn't want to uh, do that on each other. They didn't want to talk. You know, they didn't want to set up a meeting. Had another person, the boss, asked them to, this is a consultant who's getting paid fat money. Person asked, the boss asked them to teach a class in Excel. Teach the rest of the, the team in Excel because this guy was, person was good in Excel. So the boss asked them, now if you get paid $50, $60, $70 an hour, you work for says, we want to pay you $70 spend an hour teaching people Excel, stuff that you already know. If you say no, you stupid. Okay? Because it's not just about they're asking you to teach a class. They're trying to uh, give you the opportunity to, if you're a consultant, you're a contractor, you want to go full time. It's a test. It's not a blatant. If you're in marketing, you know everything is a test. Every ad, every, everything, commercial, it's all test. You're on the job. Rest assured, everything is a test. Everything they ask you to do, everything you do is a test. They will not, they don't tell you when they're going to grade that test, but everything is a test. And it comes down to that point when, okay, let's start grading the test. When do they start grading the test? It's usually right when they need to do some layoffs. So let's start grading the test, and it messes people up. Because all of a sudden, they're getting graded, and they didn't expect that. Okay? So everything is a test on your job. Understand that. Everything is a test. Now, what can you do to keep your job? Okay. You say you're not trying to lose your job. Here's the things you can do to not try to lose your job. First and foremost, remember your first day at work. Remember you walked in there that first day on the job, and you were early, and you had nice clothes on, and you were, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, what can I do to help? And you lost that. Go back to that feeling, that first day of the job. One of the things I told several of my managers, and it's worked out pretty well, is, you know, we got we go through what the job description is and activities and blah, blah, blah. And my thing is, okay, my job, my job, I have one thing, what the most important thing on my job, and probably yours too, the job is to make the boss look good. We can sugarcoat it. We can come up with all these skills. and Your job is to make your boss look good. Entry level, middle management, your job is always to make your boss look good. Day one, that is your mission, to make your boss look good. Well, what's in it for me? Trust me, to make your boss look good, it's a great way to move up. It's a great way to stay employed. Make your boss look good. That's rule number one. That's the first thing you do to keep your job. Second, the simple tasks, the simple things. Somebody sends you an email, follow up on it. Do your job. Follow up on emails. Uh, 
Somebody sends you something that's important, read it. Maybe comment on it. Do your job. Get involved. I know that when I was when I first started working, I couldn't get that. I just couldn't understand how these people could get into this stuff. I was like, this is not important. This stuff is not important. And maybe it is, and maybe it wasn't to them either. Play the game. <laughs> you know, from nine to five, it was the most important thing in the world to them. Okay? That's called playing the game. Uh, stay hungry. Like keep your job. Stay hungry. Stay humble and hungry. Now, here's the thing. People, I talked earlier about being arrogant. Stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble. I don't care how good you look. I don't care how nice you dress. I don't care how good your breath smells. Be humble about it. Be humble. Because you know what? And I'm not going to try it. I'm not trying to bash women because there's a lot of men in this situation, too. You look good when you was in your 20s and 30s and everybody was looking at you and you was all this and that. Then them 40s and 50s hit you like a Mack truck. Bam! You're trying to capture the glory. And you all know people like that. Okay? They out there, and they got all the makeup and the hair done, and it's all colored, and they like 70, and ain't got none of this white stuff, you know, and they just slick back, and, uh, you know, and they, you know, they wearing the same kind of clothes they wore when they was 23 and 53. And stuff don't sit in the same place as it did 30 years ago. Stuff moved longer than it did 30 years ago. It ain't as tight, but they just be holding on to the dream. And it's that, you know, when they were when they were in their 20s, when they had the looks and the muscles and the tone and everything else, they didn't appreciate it. They weren't thankful for it. They just, oh, I, I, I deserve this. So when it went away, they're trying to capture they appreciate it now. Okay. If you're in a job and you are in the President's Club every year, the best salesman in the quarter because you sold more widgets at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday than anybody else, thankful that you did that. But understand this, you are only as good as your next project. Only as good as your next project. Okay? So be humble. Stay humble. Okay, No matter how good they, they, they give you, Praise, thank you. Stay humble. Don't take it on yourself. Don't 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 come in. You know, I am the man. I am the woman. No, just be humble. In life, just be humble. Whatever you got, be humble. Arrogance don't let you live no longer. Arrogance make you look bad in some circles. Hum- people don't ever hate hate humble people. Just remember that. If you're humble, don't nobody ever hate you. Nobody, but if you're arrogant, everybody's gonna like you. Um, volunteer. This is the interesting. You got a team, and again, I'm talking from experience. I know a team, a team of people, five or six people, and there's two people doing all the work. Every time there's a fire drill, the boss goes to the same two, one or two people, all the time, and the rest of the people are like, cool, all right, let them do the work. You know, I'm cool with that. Okay, so don't complain. In your, when the end of the year reviews come down and yours isn't as good as theirs. Well, why are they getting more? I was here every day. Well, yeah, but they were stepping up. They were stepping up to the plate. That's the difference. They stepped up to the plate. Yeah. Okay? Um, ask for feedback. Good, bad, or ugly. Always get, try to get feedback. How am I doing? Uh, again, make your boss look good. Be on time, people. Be on time. 
Be on time. Be on time. Okay? Be on time. There's no excuse. Be on time. Yeah, I'm in Atlanta traffic every day. Be on time in the store. That's all I'm going to say. Be on time. Um, but act like it's your first day. Act like it was your first day at work. Every day is your first day. That's how you maintain a relationship long time. That's how you maintain a job. Even if you do lose your job because of a situation like you have done these things, you will find it very easy for people to want it. If people say, hey, you know, we had to let you go, but we like you as a person. People, remember, Howard Caddy, people don't hire resumes, they hire people. You're a hard worker, strong worker, there's nothing. They will find something for you. They will go out of their way to find something for you, and that's the best feeling in the world. Anyway, as always, I am surprised I can talk for a half hour on some of the things I do, but I thank you all for listening, for tuning in. Uh, this will be up on YouTube later on. Everybody, thank you so much. Next week we do The Secret Math of Money. That's the other show I do, the other podcast. Uh, I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to talk about. i got some ideas, but wait, see. But I should be doing that next Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, everybody, as always, I thank you for your time. Thank you for putting up with me. Um, and with that, I'm going to end this, and I hope I help some. Have a great day, and we will talk soon. Bye-bye.